Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome into episode 42 of Coffee and Shell. As we talk about NHL 23, it's our first episode of our new fully formed unit of myself, Kesso, and Padre down below. And we'll get a quick introduction to my man Padre if you haven't, uh, if you if you don't know who he is. But w- before we do that, most importantly, Kesso, you just had your baby girl. Give us a rundown on what it's like being a, being a father for the last ten days. Uh, it's been a lot of diaper changes. Excellent. And, Nothing know, new. Just, yeah, she's pooping and eating. That's pretty much it. Uh, it's been a, it's been amazing. Uh, she's awesome. I love her to death. Obviously. Um, what else can you say, right? How um, the pets? I'm very. The dog is so protective of her That's already. Cute. Like, dude, it's amazing. It's like instantly just like that. She's following her. Like, when, if we're holding her and walking, she's following her. Um, she's sniffing her. We had to teach her, don't lick the face. You can only lick the feet. Yeah. Um, and I think Henry has no idea so far. Well, like, okay. he, his life, yeah, his life <laughs> hasn't changed whatsoever. Uh, but the dog's has. But um, it's been great. Uh, my wife's amazing. So I'm really lucky to be going through this with her. Um, so it's been fun. I'm excited for this forever journey, I guess. Right. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm glad that everything's going well as we venture into, I guess this is the beginning of season two of coffee and shell season two. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, I think this, we can consider this season two. We bring on, we bring in someone new and for anyone who doesn't know, man, in the bottom, right, the former emergency backup goaltender for the St. Louis blues and shell aficionado, my man, Padre, how you doing, buddy? It's late. A little bit late no, for us. I'm doing good. This is this is where the night starts for me right here. Kessa's <laughs> gonna find this out real quick with having a kid. You kind of you kind of put yourself last, and you, if you want to play the biggies, you're gonna have to play them late at night. And you know, that's, <laughs> so this is me, this is me time. This is me time because after you have a kid, it you you really have to you know you put them obviously they're first all day long till they go to sleep, and then you're <laughs> you're like, well, now it's time for myself. You know, I got to get away from everything. Excellent. Well. All right, happy to have you, and you are we. You are going to be a big part of our second weekly podcast. For anyone that didn't catch the last one while Kessa was away, we did our first NHL coverage of the real thing, not the video game that we are going to have every single week. So there will be two episodes of Coffee and Shell every single week, one pertaining to the video game, one pertaining to the real thing. And uh, throughout the rest of the month, we're going to talk about NHL 23, and then on the hockey podcast, we are going to talk about um, some previews. And we've got some pretty crazy guests lined up. I don't want to get I don't want to get the 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 wagon in front of the horse or whatever that saying goes. But I'm I'm actually pretty stoked, and you guys are going to be pretty blown away at the uh, the access and the and the uh, a- athletic celebrities that we'll have on the show here. So, all right, let's get into it. All right, left hand side, we've got a little bit of a rundown for you, sort of. But here we go. Let's talk about NHL 23 came out. We haven't talked about it on the podcast. Um, so let's get, uh, let's get our initial thoughts of it. All right, Kesso, you have been away. You've been lurking in the bushes in the shadows, seeing all this on unfold on social media. How do you, how do you feel compared to other years about the hype of NHL 23? Um, I'm seeing some, it's like a mixture, right? It's always like a mixed bag. Uh, there's some people that are excited about crossplay being in it. Um, and then there's a lot of people that are like, this is what you call crossplay. Yeah. Um, so I really don't know what to expect at all whenever it comes to the reaction, whenever the game comes out. Um, I think it could be good. It could be bad, obviously. Um, it all, and then we also don't even know if it's going to work, right? So there's so much uncertainty uh, in the community, and I think it's warranted. I, I think I, Absolutely, man. I think that this, this year it feels uh, extremely empty. I, I yeah. don't know. Like I've said this a lot over the last couple of weeks that I, I really feel like NHL 23 is going to be 24's beta, but I think that's been like the meme. But like this really feels like the foundation of like some of the biggest changes we're going to see in the game's franchise, specifically with crossplay, because once next gen or old, old gen is is removed from the equation, which I would have to guess is next year, you then go into where it's back to Xbox and PlayStation 
one console each, but now we can play together. So we have a full player base, which allows us new the opportunity to have a player base that's big enough to introduce multiple different types of modes in Hockey Ultimate Team. Even in World of Chell, you'll be able to find games in February. Uh, but, Padre, let me know what you've seen so far on social media. And just your own general sense. You've been playing the game competitively for like 15, 20 years. So what do you, what do you get a sense of in this year compared to other years? Um... Honestly, so far, I, I, I agree with both of you. I think this will be a lot like NHL 15, mm-hmm. where you, you heard a lot how, you know, this is a base model for the future next-gen games. Obviously, we're not really, we don't really have new consoles, but they're semi-new, I guess, because of what happened with COVID. But I don't know. It's It definitely feels like it's a base for the future games. And I'm hoping, like Kesso said, cross-play, they get the kinks out this year. And then by next year, we're like off and running. We get rid of the old gen consoles, you know what I mean? And and we move on for just a game standpoint, having one market like MLB has, mm-hmm. you know, and it just makes everything flow just a lot better. Comp play, regular, casuals, you name it. it it'll just make it a lot better. I agree. I agree. Um, let's, let's, let's get into it. Crossplay. So they announced crossplay and everyone assumes that it's just cro- like what cross console is in every other game. And that's where... Everything is just mixed. Well, that is not the case. It is essentially cross-matchmaking, um, and it's not cross-gen, which I'm actually happy about um, because, again, I think next year it won't matter. So if they would have wasted resources trying to get cross-gen into the game, I think it would have been kind of pointless. Um, that's under the assumption that next year we won't have PlayStation 4 and Xbox One games. But uh, that being said, basically, let's talk about Hut specifically as we are a Hut podcast. Um, matchmaking, so Rivals Hut Champs will be uh, where you can play the other consoles. If you're on PS5, you can play Xbox Series X. However, leaderboards are going to remain, um, which is very, I think, complicated and convoluted um, in the sense that if you play Hut Champs and you you can match up against anyone in Series X uh, if you're on PS5, and I think that's good from a... I think that competitively winning in hut champs is going to be twitter bio worthy finally because oh, if you Lord. can get top 10 in hut champs when you're going up against the biggies on xbox and playstation 5 i mean i'm all for it i'm all for allowing the kids to actually have it in their twitter bio but the the issue is is that you're only going to be ranked against how the same console you're on did as a whole so you could have played the 10 best players on Xbox Series X on PS5, but you're only ranked against other people that play on PS5, which is obviously a little bit of an issue. And especially if you can turn off crossplay, like, I don't know if that's a thing because I know in MLB, you can turn it off, but you can do it in MLB. Yeah, right. So like, if you can, turn it off, like, you can turn it off in this, you know what I mean? Cause I have a feeling it's going to be an absolute mess at first. So I hope you don't have to do yeah, it. Yeah, and, and you can't even play a friend. So I think World of Chell, this impacts it more than it. So you can play a full team of Xbox Series X against PS5, which is cool. You can match up against them. but you can, And you can do a pin match. So that that you know that's good. But you can't play PS5 and Xbox on the same team, which I think everyone was like, what? Like I think, I think yeah. World of Chell was where it was kind of you know, really hit hardest because I think everyone, when they assumed it would come into the game, that that would be something they'd be able to do. You can't play with your buddies on the same console. So you can match up against them with the full team, but that's it. And then play a friend on 1v1. We'll see how that impacts the GWC, but you're not able to invite someone from another console yet. So Kessel, we'll start with you. Give me your thoughts on on, on this and and, uh, how how you feel about it and, and if it was worth basically all of the resources going in this year. Yeah, so I think it's worth all of the resources going in just because I know that we'll have a better game next yes. year or the year after, right? We know that they couldn't have moved forward as a sports game without doing this. Um, it's unfortunate NHL that a year of the game has... For sure. Yeah, NHL specifically. Yeah, like it's unfortunate that we lose a year of progress in modes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it scratches like 30% of my you know needs, maybe 20% for crossplay. Yep. Because we don't have the shared leaderboards. Nope. Um, did, did they say anything about the market? That's not it is confirmed or... for markets. Confirmed for markets. So that's another negative. Um, and then not being able to invite somebody in hut, right? Um, I think that's been confirmed. Yep. Right. Yep. So knowing all those, the only thing we have is the matchmaking. That only helps the top five percent. Whenever you're, it, it really does. It really, so, really does. Yeah. So hut, you're you're not really seeing a benefit. It's going to help next year, the year after. Great. Um. So I'm glad that it's in the game, but. 95% of the people aren't going to really see a benefit of it. Padre, what um, about you? What are your, what are your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, so, Sleazy, I don't know if you'll remember this, but this reminds me of the old days, back in NHL 09, when everyone was always wondering who the best PlayStation team is and who's the best <laughs> Xbox team, and now we can finally that is true. sell it. Because that was how that was the big thing back then when we had an yeah. NHL 09, the the regulators on PlayStation, and it was the Purple Cobras on Xbox, and they finally got to play each other in Vancouver. But nowadays, I feel like all the comp guys in sixes, anyways, they, they all both. play on Xbox. You know what For I mean? The most like, part, it's, yeah, like the most part. Of the, okay, yeah, I would love to see like because even with with how NHL esports went specifically this last like two years with COVID, almost every top end sixes team has both consoles or played on both like very few like i remember i'm, I'm trying to i think uh, instinct was a team that was only playstation i believe maybe i maybe i have that wrong there's i know there was one playstation team but they ended up playing on xbox too but i do kind of miss that i kind of think like lg and and sports gamer um the sixes communities there phenomenal like what they what they have is is unbelievable but like it kind of takes away from like the matchmaking in game like it kind oh, of like that. You know what I mean? Because the leaderboard just means so little. You know, that's kind of what killed it, right? Yeah. Like back in the day, we had the leaderboards, and then the leagues, like league gaming, and like yep. you know, and the other one, gamer, yep. they took everything from that, right? Yep. Because if you don't have LG, like LG's like nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night, it's a full time job. Yep. And then people have the ESHL or whatever yep. it's called, or like the Columbus Blue Jackets tournament. Yeah. And it's like there's nobody good that's like searching a random game. Exactly. So no, that I, ruined it for me, like just being able to jump in and play with friends. And then you you mentioned something, Kesso. I think that uh, I think a lot of people on hockey ultimate team they they want to cross play because they couldn't find a match. And you touched on it. That only really impacts the top five percent. Like if you had over twenty two hundred rivals points this year, um, which is the top one percent, and it's probably a good portion of the people that listen to our podcast and and that are in the community, um, just because they're more invested usually, like. If you can get to Division One in Hut, you're in the one percent of the entire player base. I don't think a lot of people realize that. And then above that, you couldn't find games. Like if you were Gren with sick or Polks, let's use Polks as an example here because he didn't get off the game this year. Polks had six thousand okay. CR. Like I don't think he lost a Rivals game. If he wanted to search, it would take him forty five minutes. And I feel for that because he's just getting he's just getting like you know hurt or like he's getting you know a crappy system because he's good, too good, right? And I think it's really going to help those high-end Division One guys because there'll be more of them on both consoles. I but when you get down to the lower, there was just more of a of an amount of a player base that were in those lower divisions. Now I am curious to see how it will be for the lower division guys because they're not going to play the same people, and it is going to be there is going to be a lot more depth overall. So mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how they do. I'm wondering if people will jump up divisions more or if they'll kind of remain where they've been. But yeah, for Hockey Ultimate Team specifically, the market, we talked about this, I think the market would definitely impact the mode more than cross-console. But from my understanding, the market going into the game in terms of cross-console is an extremely easy add once they can test it and cross-play works. So okay. I'd be go, I'll go on a limb here and say that cross-market will be in NHL 24. Um I don't know. I doubt it would be in twenty in twenty three, but no matter what, that's kind of what we were talking about. How like twenty four is going to be has the potential to be the best game that we've ever gotten, and that's just kind of one of the examples of it. But it definitely hurts, and it, it for the GW for the Game World Championship, you know, um, you know, I got to be involved in it pretty heavily. You guys were both competitors in it, and I think it, for the last five years, you guys have been competitors in it, and it'll be interesting to see again because they had to go four consoles last year. And how they're going to handle it again this year if they can't do play a friend, right? Like, I, there might be ways to get around it. And if it's in-game, like, open play, let's say they do open play like they did last year, can they can't separate, the leaderboards are separate. So you can match up against Xbox players and PS5 players, right? But, like, your, your PlayStation 5 is going to be the top whatever if, if it works the same. So that'll be really interesting to see how that shakes out. But... It, it is something that needs to be in the game. And I think when we look back on 23, if you look back at NHL 15... I don't think there was anything groundbreaking added into the game. It was, they struggled to get it on a next gen. It was hockey ultimate team. They couldn't put world of shell and port it over, but there wasn't really anything groundbreaking added into the game. Crossplay. When we look back, when, when all of this shakes up in 24 and maybe even 25, I think we're going to be like, man, that was necessary over all the other things. So 
you know, but uh, obviously not the highest of vibes. Uh, but let's move on to the gameplay trailer, guys. So we did get two trailers, a reveal trailer, which I thought was much worse than last year. I thought last year's like super cinematic one with all the X-Factors was actually sick. Uh, but nonetheless, move on to the gameplay trailer. And we got our first chance to uh, look at last chance puck movement. Um, now, Kesso, me, me and Kesso have been playing around with this a little bit. Obviously, in the alpha build we have... And, and in the beta a little bit. I apologize. I don't know if you've played the beta at all, but give yeah, me your thoughts. Yeah, I played one period. Yeah, give me, give me your, th yeah, dude. Give me your you thoughts. You made it one more than I did. <laughs> give, give me your thoughts on last chance puck movement and, and if you think it'll be impactful in the game for 23. I'm worried about how impactful it'll be. I, I just have a bad feeling somebody's going to stumble and then snipe it top shelf and everyone's going to be uploading it to Twitter and freaking out. But, I mean, it's part of hockey. It is. Yeah. I just, I want to now, I played hockey my entire life, and I've watched a million hockey games. I just, like, wonder how often this actually happens in a game. You know what I mean? Like, I, I never yeah. think about it, but now I want to go watch a game That's true. And, see, and be like, how many times is the guy falling over and knocking the puck fly? You know what I mean? It's just, you don't see, I don't know. I wonder if you see it that often. That's that's a good point. Like, this is definitely something that's more in the video game because st the stumble animations, they showed a great part in the trailer of NHL 22. <laughs> and for anyone that did not understand why big players were so much more impactful. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of the casual player base that watches my content when I'm like, okay, you want the fastest guys and the biggest guys. And they're like, well, why aren't smaller guys just as useful? Like, why are the big guys the most important? Because once speed is the same and you get into these situations where you can just hammer up on the right stick and bump guys, they showed in the trailer what would happen. You would get stun locked and your player would go, whoa, like, and he would be locked from picking up the puck. Now, with the last chance buck movement, we'll get it. We'll get an ability to keep the pass going or a shot going. But man, I played so I played ten games of the beta. I struggled through World of Chell for ten games, and uh, I noticed it one time. That was it. It was not common. And if that's the big addition to the game, and and on top of that, man, I think this might impact the meta in one v one. It's hard because it's World of Chell, right? It's hard. You got to take it with a grain of salt. But when it comes to one v one. I'm curious if guys just won't bump as much and we'll just get guys collapsing because we're going to talk about defense and how much more difficult it is now with the, with the po check system. But last chance puck movement, if you know you hammer up on the right stick and you can cause that stumble animation, but they can still basically operate as they were, maybe we see it less and defense really changes in terms of like and how your opponent plays. But Kessel, give me, your, give me your thoughts on that. Do you think that this will impact gameplay or is this just something that is just not really going to be impactful at all? Kind of like the Michigan. Yeah, I have to see it more, right? Like we, um, in that build we have, it's not like we're playing against people. At least, yeah. I'm, you know, I don't think you are. I don't think I am. Um, I have to see how it plays in HUT. Um, I think this would have been a great addition a few years ago. I think it's a great addition now. Uh, bumping was more prevalent back in like NHL 18, 19, especially on Xbox whenever yeah. uh, Padre, you remember how that system played, right? Oh, um, first year I HUT think was GWC, I think, where it was like two exactly. different Exactly. Yeah, it was two different games. So I, I think it's a good addition just if it makes smaller players more viable and being able to get the passes off. Just because it's annoying whenever you get that, that like locking animation where you can't do anything. Um, I do have to go and I feel like watch real hockey now just to see how I agree, it dude. happens. Because yeah. I'm like, because they're so exaggerated, the movements. Wait, wait um, when you said that, like, I'm just trying to like think and I can't like the, the only thing that comes to mind and I saw it in the trailer, which was good. They highlighted it because I think a lot of people are hung up on this is going to activate when you get bumped. But I, I'm curious to see how many people take advantage of it when you're just near the puck. You don't have to puck chop anymore. The puck chop animation is good and useful, but you have to be in a certain range. Now, if you can lunge for it, essentially. Oh, like the penalty kill, right? Like the penalty kill, yeah. Like when you're yeah. when you're trying to get there, like I could see that because I can I can picture a million like five on threes where the guys are just like flying out. You know what I but mean? But I like, wonder how many times there's going to be accidental ones where you shoot it out of your own <laughs> zone because that's happened to me mm -hmm. in the the build that we had. So I've seen it to where like I had the puck at the blue line and I go just to get the loose puck and maybe like I accidentally double tap the right stick if I'm going to like shoot it back in and my guy just hits it out of the zone. I'm, so I'm I'm just really that's frustrating with the beta because it's only World of Chell. They really needed one v one in it just to see how some of these things yeah, play. Like, well, we'll talk about the beta in a little bit, but that is it's it's becoming. For, I understand the closed technical test is to basically just tech the, test the technical parts of the, like the the servers, make sure the game fires on. But 
It's been a little rough. Strategies. You know, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold go on, ahead. Go hold ahead. on. One thing. Yeah. You know what I'm worried about? Yeah. I'm worried about playing guys like HK, Kesso, that just straight line up the ice. Or guys in 1v1. Anybody that does it. Just straight lines. And I'm worried that you're going to come in and hit them, and they're just going to go right through and stumble through. And you know what I mean? Like those goals oh, yeah. that we would, you would play it perfectly defensively, but now with the stumbling thing, People you don't know until really you have a hard time defensively I, in, the, in, I the, in the in in the uh, in the closed technical test, and just like the the vibe on Twitter and Reddit and whatnot. Like it just seemed like the gate like it is going to be a, a month long adjustment period i think to mm-hmm. 20 to much like 22 was because 20 21 was the force pass meta where you just fire the puck through the middle and because of, there was no intercept model on that a lot of people had struggled with that and i probably did because i this 22 was the worst game in terms of like performance that i had so that might have been it might have been it but you're definitely going to see some struggles uh come the first month of the game 1v1 so let's talk about the new strategies uh the strategies of, uh, of, uh, of NHL 23. Finally, since the first time since NHL 04, we've got something new. However, much like the rest of 23, it's the start, not totality. So we've got new uh, one new power play strategy and one new penalty kill strategy and some other features where you can mess around with it. Uh, Padre, have you seen these, like the, the, the power play one? And, and do you think that you'll use a lot? You're someone who really pays attention to like, you know, where your guys go and everything like that. So I'm curious to your thoughts on that. I think that's how me and Kessler became such good buddies, honestly, over the years. <laughs> you guys are very off, similar in that aspect. Face off plays, because I'm a hockey nerd with stuff. So I've always wanted to be as realistic as possible, which I understand it's a video game at the end of the day. But with the face off plays, me and Kessler, and you, we were using Paul Gostad back in the day with the Predators on our first line and versus. And it was all because of like those yep, face-off plays. Face-off plays. I'm yeah. pumped about the face-off strategies or the plays. And the power play, I mean, every team in the NHL almost runs the same kind of power exactly. play. Exactly. You know what I mean? They have they have the guys on the flanks, a- a.k.a. the Ovechkin or the Stamco spot or the Kucherov spot on the other side. So it's like, I was always wondering, why is this not in the video game? Why is it not more prevalent in the video game? And finally, we hopefully, knock on wood, the only thing I'm worried about is... You toss it over to Ovechkin, and his body's turned the other way, and he can't take yeah. a one-time or any fans on it. That's what I'm a little bit worried about. But I'm excited about the the power plays and stuff like that. I'm I'm excited that they are actually putting new strategies in. Uh, Kessler, okay, so talk a little bit. Did did you get a chance to look at the stuff that you can mess around with though, like the 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 trigger man and the distributor and all of that? So I'm more excited I do have that. to. I, I am excited for that. Some of it was not working completely. I think. Yeah, in we mine. didn't have it um, in our build. Yeah, just because it was super early, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you're able to designate, like, I want this guy as uh, the finisher, right? And you can put him in that left, like, a Vetchkin spot. And he will always go there regardless of if he's, like, a right wing, left wing, right? So that's perfect. Um, it's just not an, It's not enough. It's not me. enough, like, man. I've been waiting. I, dude, if this was announced and it was, like, you would think, like, I'd be outside, like, banging a drum or something because <laughs> there's new strategies in the game. But it's a, it's a power play one, and it's a special teams one. What is that, 10% of the game max? Yep, and, um, and the count, it's the counter to, like, the, the what the new power play strategy was. The penalty kill one yeah. is literally the counter to it to, like, put your guys the right spot. So it's like, yeah, so it's kinda, like I, I don't, it. everyone's going to use those. But it, it's like, like you said, it's a good thing to have hopefully moving forward. Now, if we get to 24 and there's not expanded, like, options for even strength, then this was just a waste if we're waiting more. I So let's pretend they don't add more strategies. If they add the ability to, on every line, designate who you want to take like you're the, the one that you're trying to feed the puck to, mm-hmm. man, like that that is something because you could literally go into your hut team and be like, on every line, you could have one guy that has like plus 90 shooting. And this is the one that you really want. And he could be slow. Because you don't need to carry the puck with him. He's not the distributor. He's not, you know, he's not like the point guard. Essentially, like he's not bringing the puck up. So, I think that would be. I think that would be really, really cool. And well, I do, that would be great. Yeah, yeah if, if if they can do that for a big tipper, right? Like, that's what if, I was thinking. If you I don't can put want, a guy in yeah, the middle, I don't want Pavelski over there mm-hmm. on the boards, right? Like, no matter what, don't do anything. Go in front of the net. Like I'm running crash the net. You're always the one that's right in front of the net. We tested that last year, Kessa. Remember that with Pavelski? We were just firing turds at him it, all game long. It just didn't work. <laughs> Dude, we it never worked. I said that in my my reaction <laughs> video. I'm like, man, if they made it where you can tell a guy to sit right in the middle, like that makes Big Tipper and Total Eclipse like somewhat viable, maybe. Because the problem with Big Tipper is that if you run behind the net, because that's really 
kind of what you've still got to use overload and crash then have their have their times and spots but behind the net is really the most effective to with the plays that are available to you there's never a guy in the middle there's a guy behind the net or the side or the other side there's never one in the middle so if you have big tipper i remember i remember at the beginning of last year we're like man this might be like the meta right and it just <laughs> literally never you could never get it to work which um, you know, I'm all for trying to make more X factors, uh, a little bit more viable. Um, and, uh, that might be one way to do it. Uh, speaking of X factors, we got two new ones. All right. We got, uh, relentless, which is Sarah nurse's new X factor, um, which is basically advanced power and accuracy on stumble animation shots. And then we've got Trigger Zegris's where it makes all across moves a lot easier. So, uh, so Kessel, we'll start with you. What do you think of those new X factors and, and do you think they're going to be, so what I'm going to go back to yeah I'm going to go back to Padre's example right he was saying HK is going to you know skate down the middle <laughs> he's going to stumble and then he's going to get a shot off or something right so somebody's going to run that Sarah Nurse one in just straight line and then no matter what if they get knocked off the puck are they going to have a good shot like I'm really interested to see how viable that was that is um, I think that one I'm assuming it's going to be one of the ones that you don't use like it's going to cost like two or four points in hut I don't see it being that useful but maybe there will be a use for it. Um, the Zegris one, it has to cost two points, right? Just because it's it's like that it all alone, like to, that breakaway man. one. Um, I'm excited for that one. I think it's a cool ad just because, like, I was, I think, one of the only people that were doing the Michigan goals last year. And tell people um, tell people how many times you scored it in-game and how many attempts you had because you are one of the oh, only people that can yeah, actually do yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I scored it 20 to 30 times in 22, right? And I've probably tried it, like, 2,000 times. That is not um, a lot of that. That percentage not, yeah. is not high. It's terrible. That's, like, 1%. I will um, say this, though. Like, that kind of makes sense if you consider how often it actually happens in real life, but just to temper yeah. expectations on the ability, right? Like, you know. Yeah, maybe that goes up to 5% if you have that active or 10%. Like, I know um, if Zegris is one of the players that I can choose in the X-Factor pack, like that pre-order bonus, like, I'm probably going to do that just for fun. There you go. Uh, because scoring one of those Zegris flips will be pretty cool. Padre, you were big on making sure you uh, you messed around with all the X factors and ones that you wanted to min max. Do you, do you think that these two are going to be anything that you would consider using? Um, probably not. The relentless one, I'll be curious to see how it is. Is like a silver ability because I could see <laughs> yes. a guy like yeah. Crosby or Marshan who are no notorious like hounds on the puck and like a superstar having that ability, like McKinnon, like whatever you know. Those would be interesting to see just because that, that's a nice little trait to have, but I don't know like how much you would allocate to those type of things. Like Kessa was saying, if it's like two or four points, I mean, it just depends, I guess, like how OP the ones that we were all using at the last year, like the D to D ones and the, I can't I don't remember. We really like, figured it out by the end, like yeah. Truculence, Truculence, yeah, yeah, Truculence yeah. gold one T for defenseman. Uh, you know, post to post. Post to post, like, I don't yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it, I don't know. It'll, I, it'll be I, interesting to see. I think it all comes back to how many times that the stumble animations actually happen. Like, right. I think a lot of people forget that the world of Shell, the builds you're using are like 78 overall players. So you're True. body checking on a majority. If you're using a sniper, you're not bumping anyone off the puck because your body checking so low. Now, in Hut, everyone starts with like, you know, 85 body. Even Kessa, we went through our build. Everyone That's starts tough. with 85 body checking, right? So... I think it might be a, um, an ability. You mentioned it, Padre, about how it, on, as a silver ability for Relentless specifically, I think it might be something like Truculence was for smaller defensemen, where it made smaller defensemen useful because they just could not bump anyone off the puck on like 21, where they were actually, you know, able to able to do it. But I think that if, if they're the ones that are... Because the big guys don't get bumped. Like they don't get not... That's the benefit of them. They don't get that stumble animation. So those big guys that everyone uses... They don't need to waste the points on that. They could use it on something else. But if a smaller player has it, it could make smaller players much more useful. And I'm all for that because I would, God, I would love it if it wasn't just whoever's biggest and fastest. Like I, I would, and I think that maybe this might. Help well, you me. mean you can use Patrick Kane or Johnny Gaudreau, yeah. one of the best players in the NHL, and actually be able to play with them? Yeah, that'd be yeah. kind of crazy. And you know what? It's funny. I maybe mean, we, we, I actually kind of want to get in this a little bit with you guys because this is a good side sidebar here. Just talking about like what the meta is and and the experiences that people have of the game that maybe don't understand that. So, I think once you get to Division Two or Division One, that is where playing with the cards that you want to play with really hinder you. 
So I'll use like you said, Kane and Goudreau. Let's let's say those an example. Like if you love those players and you use those cards. I don't think until Division Two it'll really matter. Just the level of competition you've got. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think once you get to Division Two and One, it's it's you're really hindering yourself, especially as the game goes along. Because once that 99 Tyler Myers comes out, like you're like you're not able to use those guys competitively because of how the game is played. But in lower divisions, the game is just end to end still. And I wish I could experience that a little bit more. Not that I'm great, but I'm still in Division One, so I actually. Like, if I don't use those guys because I'm not as good as you two, like, I really struggle. So, I, like, I feel it. And I think that a lot of the a lot of the, 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 the guys that are outside of that spot, maybe they don't really understand because they don't feel, like, they, they, they're they fine with the smaller players. And I think that, you know, just maybe you can also touch on a little bit, like, just how important it is to have those giant guys when you get into those higher divisions. Maybe it's just because the game plays differently. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's the skill thing, right? Whenever you get up to those higher divisions, um, most people are within a certain skill range of each other, so you need every advantage you can get. Yep. And that's when the meta is going to matter more, and that's when, like you said, people aren't going north-south the whole time. There's a lot no. of passes in the neutral zone. There's a lot of puck possession. Um, and I, I think it's a fact, too. Whenever you look at like people that build their teams in Ultimate Team, you're, you're not going to see... You know, I'm not going to use Regs as an example because I think he's the greatest video game player of all time. But <laughs> the people that that place, the people that place like two to twenty in Hot Champs every yep. week, uh, they're not going to use Patrick Kane, right? They're just not. So, like, why would you listen to somebody else that's saying you can use those players whenever yeah, we, the proof is in the pudding, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Like, and I just, yeah. I just want the casual players to understand that because it's not like we're like, you know, those cards are unusable. It's just. Once you hit a certain point, man, the end-to-end -end rush, and I kind of miss that gameplay. Like, if you were to go back to Division Ten, it'd be boring because you would just walk through everyone. But like, it, the end-to-end -end is like so much more fun than like what it ends up being yeah. now, especially with twenty-two. Because twenty-two, I found the most low-scoring, and uh, it's funny because when I talk to some people, they don't have that same. You know, Padre, you've played every hut basically, or uh, sorry, you've played every game and hut the last few years because of GWC. Did you experience lower scores this year, or was it roughly the same in your in what you experienced? Yeah, I think it was harder to score this year because there, there wasn't a certain glitch goal, like a goal line. There shot, was none. It was just hockey. And there goals, was none, which is like and, and, really frustrating in a video game. Right, and I think that's like the big thing because usually everyone sees a glitch goal and they're like, "All right, it's time to master the glitch goal." I know Kessel will probably touch on it a little bit later with the beta, how every shot in God's name's going in. <laughs> yeah. But I, another thing I was gonna say too, I think, and maybe Kessel, you would agree with this. I would be more inclined to try Goudreau, Kane, like, I don't know, whatever players yeah. that I don't normally use, if, like, Hut Champs wasn't the Super Bowl of the week. Meaning, you have to come in and do, like, a guy like me, I don't have time to play a ton of rivals, whatever, so it's like, good I have time. to do good in Champs, so I try to make sure, like, I have a good weekend, you know, 18-2, 17-3 at the worst, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. And I feel like I'd be more inclined to do it if, if there was something else to play that would show me how I did. So, like, when I say that, when I play Rivals, it just is like the bar just goes up after every game. Yeah. And it just goes up after the game. And then the only thing you can see is your player stats. You don't see how you're doing as a team. Like, Hesso, you, I know you look in your advanced stats after, like, some of the weekends. I know Junior Pens does a lot. And he looks at his hits, his face, you know, everything. I wish Excel I could doc. See, yeah, and I I wish I could see that yes. without having to use an Excel doc to track things. That way I could be like, oh, Patrick Kane, you know what? He's doing great, and my team's winning with this smaller team. I don't know. You know what I mean? That's, it's a, just, good, that's a good point. So for anyone that doesn't realize, like, so Padre is someone that is playing hockey ultimate team for the sole reason of GWC. Like, that's you would not be playing – I mean, you haven't played – you only came over. And I feel like people don't understand how many people came over to hockey ultimate team – because of the Game World Championship. Sure. Uh, Kesso is one of them. So, like, there is, I think that, that that's a good point. Because Hut Champs is a viable way for the top-end players in the world to build their team, you're right, you can't really mess around. You've got you've to gotta actually, you know, do, do as best as possible. And I think, again, that we come back to NHL 24, we might get, like, a, you know, a draft champs mode. Like, if that was the case and you could draft a smaller team and it really doesn't matter, you're just playing... And if you lose two, okay, you just restart or, you know, however it works. I think that, that that's a, that's something I never thought about, about, you know, if, if because all of your games matter so much more in a week basis because you don't have infinite time to play. Like, Is it know. a lot to ask for, you know, 
we, we talked about things being patched in possibly later in the year. Is it a lot to ask maybe by, I don't know, I'm making up something February. I don't know, you know, like a leaderboard for rivals, you know, and hopefully knock on what it happens. I think I anything's know. a lot to ask this year. They had the, um, it was in one of those articles. They yeah, mentioned they confirmed nothing. No, like no big updates, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be uh, like the typical updates we get that'll f- patch like no glitches roster or maybe like kind of updates. Yeah, nothing like that. The only thing will be crossplay. So I think any addition like that's going to be 24. Um, but two things to add onto the since we were talking about smaller player, bigger player thing. Not saying you can't use them. It's yeah, just you're going to have a harder time, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. if if I'm playing against somebody at equal skill and I'm using a small team, and he's using a big team. I'm probably 40 percent to win. Yeah. Uh, we use equal big, big, uh, probably 50, 50, right? That's just how it is. You can say like, I don't care about winning. Um, I just want to use my favorite players. That's, that's all, fine. That's just, it's just going to be more difficult to win. Yeah. In, in a one V one experience, for the most part, if you're playing rivals and not squad battles, winning is what dictates a lot of your fun. If you can lose and have fun, that's, you know, all the power to you. I feel like there's a very. It's not, I don't think any of us have that. That is not normal. Just yeah, go, that no, is, it's. I don't like that. That's not. <laughs> you know, like every once in a while, I'll play. You know, a pro player and have a good game, and that's kind of fun. But for the most part, man, you got fun starts with winning, <laughs> and then and then you know the, the your team that you want to use, right? Like that's, and, and I think that's just a problem with the high end. Like once you get to a certain skill level in NHL, it is. Uh, it's a lot more, you know, demanding in that. I think for offline, you get to use, you know, if you're just a squad battler or a hot rush, you can use whoever you want. Really, like you, for the most part, you can because I think superstar, the superstar AI is very, very easy compared to other games. Like if you wanted to go play MLB on Legend, good luck. Like you need to be born with that. Like if either you're hitting it or you're not. And then in Madden, it's like if you've got hours to study formations and shit, then okay, maybe. But in NHL, it's pretty simple. Like if you can get the Division Five, you can probably beat superstar AI like every time. So, um, but yeah, that was. I, I just wanted to bring that up because. You know, the, the, we talk about, like, the big, fast guys the most, and maybe some players that are in the lower end, they, they don't really understand that. I wish it was different. And me and Kessel spent, God, way too many hours trying to come up with a system that is better, and it won't ever be used. But that being maybe said... Maybe this year, with that last last chance, or whatever the hell it's called, it makes maybe that, players. as that superstar ability, maybe that will add, like, some viability to using smaller players. Especially if it's just, like, one or two points having it on them. Maybe it will. We'll see. So we got word in the gameplay trailer about 350 goalie animations being added. I rolled my eyes because I feel like every year they're like, here's 5,000 new goalie animations when it's like, there's really nothing new. We're still going to score cross-ice one-timers. However, they showed like a 2 on o that, and I was like, bro, this is the stuff. And I think I've learned my lesson this year um, that gameplay is so subjective. Like, there's a, usually there's like the, you know, the top end players, they have their complaints and their things that they like about the game. And then, but, but really for the most part, some people love it. Some people don't. And you're never going to create a game where the gameplay is enjoyed by all because someone has to lose. Like in my opinion, that that's why. And this year we talked about, it's like, there was no glitch goals, which I think is a, a good thing in the sense, but I think glitch goal is defined incorrectly. I think that if you if you can score a goal that takes elite mechanics of the controller and set up to pull off, that's not a glitch goal. The the Geimer one where you literally backhanded it from the trapezoid line off the back of a goalie, that's a glitch goal. That is And I heard it's working again, sadly. That is awful. They'll they Which will patch scary. that. They will get rid of that because that, that was they don't <laughs> that was only in the game for like a couple weeks, I think. They were pretty quick on that one. That was They yeah, were. That was awful. But what happens is when you have no glitch goals you have a lot of hockey goals. And while it is a hockey game, if you're talking about playing online and your main focus is winning, right, this is what what, what I struggled with the most is I would control play, set up a good amount of plays, uh, you know, get robbed and not adjust to it. But there was a lot of just hockey goals. And I feel like people don't realize how much luck is involved in the real sport. And it's a lot of just get pucks to the net. In a video game, you want to have some more control, right? And when you take that away... I think it leads to a worse experience. But again, I have a much different view than everyone else, which is why I will say this all year long. I will never give my gameplay thoughts to the the game changer program ever again. Because it is not I don't my my thoughts and your thoughts and everyone else's thoughts will never line up uniform across the board. So I will never give my thoughts on the gameplay. 
but it's just like that this is like uh, what my feelings are of 22 and man those that save though that like that yeah, scared so, me dude so padre you're the you're the expert goalie on this because me and sleeves clearly aren't what did you watch you watched the trailer i'm assuming it, right? it was basically yes and it reminded me of almost the ryan miller save in boston all those years ago where he's going one way he goes back the other way yeah. and then he sticks out his paddle at the end and saves it and it was i know it wasn't the same exact like setup but it's just it's so hard to go side to side like that with your edge work as a goalie to go back that other way and stop. I mean, that that guy in the trailer got all of that shot, too. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Larkin, bro. Like, yeah. He, or, no, I, it, yeah, and it was Billy Huso, too, that yeah. robbed him. <laughs> small goalies are the meta now. Like, that's it. Like, I, I think. Up, my bad. I was, I was, yeah, I no, agree. It's that impossible. was really it. Like, I just, I, I don't understand the point in showing that off because I thought goalies were too good in 22. I did. I did. Um, really good. And I, and I think those, those shots should go in. Like, my issue, like, my issue is that those don't go in in the game and it's just like the random goals that go in. That's, that's um, the issue. So, like, when you've set up a play and it is, that needs to go in in a video game, it, like, you've, you've just, outworked your opponent, right? In hockey, that is why we play the sport. Like, that's why the sport's played, right? And I think that's always going to be the debate because this year was very, very sim-based. It was very sim-based. So I, I, I agree. I, they did so. What they did with goaltenders specifically now is I can't believe this wasn't a thing. They added in the human goalie animations. So when you go left and right on the right stick as an ESHL goaltender, um, it makes that push across. And goaltenders never had that. And now the AI goalies have access to all of those, um, which is going to be pretty crazy. We'll, we'll talk about the beta in full in just a little bit, but like the goaltenders now, what I'm seeing is cross ice one timers saved a little bit more. Like they are, they are being stopped more. But man, if you set your shot from basically anywhere and pick your corner, they are going in. And so, so there's that, right? Yeah. So those cross crease saves are, are just saved way more. Um, yeah. But interceptions are tuned up too. Yes, which doesn't make so like you're you're going hardcore in that direction. Fine, uh, but all these random shots, like you said, they're they're going and they're going. They went in on on our build as well, right? So it's not just this. Um, and I just don't get the point. Like if I make a nice play, if I set up a nice play, like I want that to go in nine out of ten times. I don't want my wrist shot from the blue line to go in four out of ten times. Yeah, and, and again, I think we just this is the problem when we talk about like this kind of stuff. Is like we talk about from like a high end, like when you're talking about like competitively. And again, if you're someone that's in division like three and below guys, let us know in the comments, like your thoughts. I'm always curious now. I'm way more cognizant. I learned my lesson from this last year. Like I'm way more cognizant of, of the players that don't play this game, you know, at, at the highest level because your experience is going to be far different. So I think what you're going to see is a lot, a lot more high scoring. And for anyone that wants to debate that there isn't higher scoring, if you have access to your NHL 21 game, you didn't uninstall it out of blind rage, go back and look at your hut goaltender and having an 80% save percentage in NHL 21 was like the benchmark. Like that was sick. Having 80% save percentage, dude, I have division one and I think I'm like 200 and like 125, like nothing crazy. Like I'm not like one of these guys that has 500 wins and four losses like Sitful or something like, and my save percentage is 87%. Mm. So like, like I'm not just making this up. Like, and I'm wondering if it's because of the console I play on, because maybe it's different for everyone else's console, but I would love to know your guys comments. Uh, go and look at your goaltender save percentage. I'm curious because Man, it just seems way higher this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We're going to see uh, the benchmark in 23 is going to be like 75. That's it, bro. They're going to, man, do you not see or do you not find, uh, this is again another sidebar, NHL 21, they removed the intercept model. They just straight up turned it off. So for anyone that didn't know, you could force a pass through, and unless your stick, which before stick in physics was even in the game, it was connected to your player model. If that stick was not in the exact right position, it would go through. And what ended up happening was that barely was ever the case. They would never make an animation, move their stick a little bit. Um, it was just not in the game. And we didn't even find that out until, like, I did, like, an interview with Ben Ross, and he was just like, oh, yeah, we turned it off. Yeah, 22, I think, was either out or it was, like, It was out, 20, out. 22, they brought it back in. They turned yeah. it back on. No, I'm saying the, the game was out, I think, whenever you had that. Oh, ben yeah, Ross like, thing. he just said that it wasn't in the game. And I'm like, that wasn't communicated at all. Like, that yeah, would make yeah. sense. Like, we would understand that. So... In 21, it's off, and Forest Crosscurry's meta was, like, the play. 22, 
They're like, okay, that was way too hard. Let's turn that way off. But we're going to turn pass assist all the way down to zero. <laughs> so now it's like it's like they keep going to crazy extremes. And like, yeah. I don't know if you think that's the right way to go about a Padre, but like, how do you how do you feel about like you know all those like drastic changes? Do you think they should f- find a middle lane or middle middle way here? Yeah, I mean, you I always feel like you should find a middle ground, especially with a game where it's not. I don't, it's such a random. It's hockey, so it's a random game. So Very, yeah, you can't have it dictate. You know, like it can't cater towards the you know the top. Like Kesto says, like five percent, four percent, whatever it is, top players. It needs to be in the middle and. I mean, it doesn't really affect me because I'm still going to be saucer passing all day backdoor, baby. So, you know, it's no I big deal. Me and Kesso, me and, Kesso and, and Sleevesy all love the saucer pass. Dude, you just and, you just hug that thing off the rush into the middle. Like, dude, I mean, it is, it, is, there, is there a goal that feels more rewarding than when you get that sauce backdoor? I mean, no, because it lands right it. on the stick like every so time. It's so good. Marinara all day. Absolutely. No, I, I, I agree. Like, it, it just seems like okay, we removed one skill gap. Let's introduce another one completely, right. but like, let's just go all the way to the extreme. So this year, they like the intercept model should be on. I don't see why they would turn it off again. For sure. It, so this looks like it's going to be like 21 with intercepts, which I, lo- I love 21's gameplay. Um, but again, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority on that, but uh, it, it'll definitely feel a little bit different. Let's talk about the Pochecks, though. This is going to impact the top end of like, the the competitive play more than anything because i saw it in world of shell in the beta man dude the the, the speed nerf on those pochecks is wild and mm. i know I, I know it you only played a little bit padre but like all those guys that you go up against that just chase you around you they no longer can just wiggle the stick against you like i feel yeah, like that's no more huge. wiggle I no more like- wiggle no more wiggles huge like I don't. I never understood why that was even a thing. Cause you go go grab a hockey stick right now, yeah. and you're like Adam Banks and Mighty Ducks trying to wiggle that thing around. Like you can't move it around. I mean, it's impossible. Like no. you'd have to have the lightest stick ever. The way these guys were swinging their sticks around. And I know Kesso and like I mean, me and you love the big boys like Zdeno Char. So we would just go back and just swing his stick around and poke everybody with him. But it's now. I'm glad it's gone. Anything that's like goofy like that, I'm always happy that it's gone. Like. Dude, when you skate faster with it out, like I kind of understand the concept of that, but like yeah. f- it doesn't make any sense in the game. And they skate straight up when they have it out, so it just looks super dumb. Like it was awful to look at. Yeah. Kessa, what about you? What do you think? You think that's going to impact yeah, no, the game a ton? Oh, it, I think that's the biggest impact because like twenty two, yeah, twenty two. Every single player had like the forearm strength of Thor, yeah, uh, with that stick wiggle, <laughs> yeah, and it it was just insane because like even like I just don't get it because they were wiggling the stick and then it would knock the people off, right? And it just it made no sense like logically. Um, but now that they have that that nerf to the speed, right? Um, you gotta be careful. When you have R1. to. You have to remember gap control, which nobody knows apparently in the, in the NHL video game, mm-hmm. um, and you have to time it well, right? So I think there's going to be such a huge defensive gap uh, or skill gap in defense that it's going to be pretty fun to see. We're going to see like ten seven scores. Uh, the it's going to be early game dude, because of this. That first month, yeah. man, it's going to be ugly, yeah. dude. People are going to have such a tough time. And uh, Padre, you remember the sleeves? You're not. Padre, we used to play like NHL 09, 10. Oh. That was back in the day when there weren't really many tools defensively. No skills. And those games were like that, right? So like you had to learn how to play positionally. And just like if you played defense in EASHL back then, it was like if if you missed your hit or poke check just like barely, you were screwed. It was a goal. And I think that's what it's going to be like this year. Remember the old remember the old ghost poke back in the day? The old sticky oh, I remember, poke? Oh, dude, that I remember was, the ghost poke. Dude, those are awful, dude. Like, a big fear of mine is like so everyone talks about like the skill zone obviously where everyone just sits in the middle i feel like after a month of people getting burned for the ones that relied on the on just holding out the wiggle stick like the holding out r1 they're going to revert back to just everyone sitting in the middle and if there is no like what do you think the counter to that is because like you you had a tweet today that said nhl 23 might be the glitchiest game that we've had in like six to seven years Casso and when everyone skill zones and sits in the middle, it's almost needed because if you don't have a way to counter that, then what you're going to end up with is tons of time on attack. You have no shots that can get through and there's no, there's no goal that you can kind of get someone to pull them out of position because I think everyone's just going to sit in the middle because they don't know where to go positionally. 
They're just like, oh, mm -hmm. we, we, I stand right here. It's in the middle of the net. They're eventually going to come here. So g give me your thoughts on that. Like, what? why did you think it's going to be glitchy? Uh, I think it's going to be glitchy, and I think it might be a side effect of those new human uh, goalie animations added to the goalies. Interesting. Because um, they seem awful in the world of Cho. Um, they didn't seem that great in the builds we played. So I think if people do turn to the skill zoning, um, the goalies aren't great. Like, they're, they're, they have an increased screen impact, right? We know that. Um, so maybe crashing that and some other stuff like that works better. So they're going to have to pressure, um, when they pressure easier to score, right. Easier to score with behind in that. Um, and I just, I don't know about these goalies this year. Like I really don't like it I'm has so me, I'm not, I'm not worried because like I, I excel in that type of game, like that video it's game. much better than me too. Yeah. Same. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. So like, I'm not worried, but I, I really feel like it's going to be like that old, xbox 360 generation of hockey where it's like there are the glitch goals in the game there's no defense um and it's a free-for-all man i'm not gonna lie like i i would take it i don't want it to be the same goals over and over and again um but if you had more time and space like if they're gonna all sit in the middle because they're scared to get out of position you will have more time and space to an extent mm -hmm. until until you get into the middle so that allows for a little bit more creativity um and again that first month like i won't touch our one probably I, what i can't remember what game was it was it 20 or 21 like there was a game where like and I, I think, think it was, it was patched. i think it was 19 where if you like poked it was a penalty was that it maybe that was it man i remember there was a game where you literally could not hit r1 and it was only the first like half of the game and it might have been 19 i can't remember but i think it's gonna be a lot like that i, I so when i played the beta um, I was kind of cognizant. I want to try out Pocheck. And as long as you time it well, it, people need to understand oh, yeah. the, the Pocheck stat. Yeah, like it's, it works. Like it's still it fine. Works. Dude, there's so many people that are younger. Not that, like I'm sounding like the old angry man that yells at the crowd Bro, or whatever. Yeah. There's so many people that are younger that have been playing with an assisted game for years. Yeah. Where if it plays like it does, there's not this crutch that you can rely on to just wiggle your stick down the ice, right? Yeah. Like you have to, you have to make smart plays. And I'm really like, if, if it's like this in the game, I can't wait to see people crying because they make a mistake. And one mistake leads to a goal. They don't have any discipline. That's the problem. Instant gratification, our society. That's all it is. <laughs> and you know what's, you know it's what's funny, too? It's philosophical. I love it. Well, you know what's funny, too? Speaking of, like, the skill zoning thing, I, maybe going forward in future years, and if anybody's listening to EA, I would love, I've been saying this for years, to be able to snipe goalies. Not what I mean by snipe, meaning you beat them on the same side every yeah. single time. Like everyone always knows it's either low blocker one year or it's high glove another yeah. year. I'd love to come down and dance a defenseman and be like, I'm going to snipe him five hole here. There's five no such hole. thing as a five hole goal unless you have a breakaway and you go back in and slam a five hole. And yeah. it's a glitch. I mean, it's, it's not a glitch, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it goes yeah. in a lot. You have to do it a certain way. There's just no sniping in this game. You know what I mean? There never has been. And I, I, it's not like. It's a tough game to do it for. I understand that, but I just wish like you go. I'm gonna go low blocker. I'm gonna go high glove. You know, and pick your spots and see a goalie's weaknesses. Like if a like like he said, the goalie uh, the movements are different. And everything. If you see a goalie drop his glove, then you go high. It's it's just like real hockey. I don't know. I just wish there was something they'd add to it to create some different variables. They'd have to add more randomness to the goalies, right? Like right. maybe well, even stances. tendencies in certain ones. Yeah, like yeah. the stances actually matter because oh, like God, if it was a thing where stances, like Yeah, if it was a thing where you know, you're playing a game and for two periods you've been go going for the glove side like shot the whole right. entire time, right? Like like 19 shot attempts and you're going for that. Short side and then in the third yeah. period you mix it in and you shoot blocker and like it catches them off. Like that'd be great, something like that, right? Like, well, what if stuff though? We're we're talking about like Assisted AI machine that's learner. slowly getting yeah. machine well, learning. I mean, we're, we're in 2022, right? <laughs> they can't get cross console at launch, bro. No. You get we get Terminators as goaltenders. I don't know, man. I but think about that. this: the the Cup final where the Blackhawks and the Bruins played each other. The whole narrative of the Cup final was Corey Crawford can't stop a glove side shot. What if there was some kind of thing? And Kessa, you would love this. Different goalies in hut where you're like, okay, this guy's Dude. if you use him, you can just pound him blocker side, or you you can beat him glove side. If there was different variables for like this guy's weaker on the glove, like like UC Soros, he's tiny, right? He's super quick side to side. But then Ben Bishop not playing anymore, just using an example, tall goalie, 
He's great up high. He doesn't get beat up high. But if you get him moving, you can beat him. There's different strengths and weaknesses. I think it'd be pretty cool. But you're describing like what the attributes should do, but they don't do it, right? Yeah, like exactly. Every goalie plays the same. And that's Speed the, is the, the only important sucks. stat. Like that's, yeah, that's like, it. Every goalie plays the exact same in the game. Regard, like everybody has like 90 glove high, right? So right. they'll just always play the same. You know what's funny? They like, actually have to have attributes. That's matter. that's the issue, I think. So like we we all play MLB. Uh, me me and Padre mm-hmm. play a little bit more. And the attributes really matter in MLB. Like it, it, you really see it. But more than that, their their batting stance and their swing matters. Yeah. Like there's guys that have jacked up max power, but their swing seems slow, and majority of people can't hit with them. They have like a noodle bat. It, it's wild. Then there's guys that have really low power, but you can mash with them. You found Padre. You you um, showed me. I made a video on this, but you're the one that showed me. There was four random skaters in NHL 22 <laughs> that had custom skating strides, and they made no sense. And it was like Panarin, Eichel, uh, McDavid, and there's one McKinnon. Ran- Nathan McKinnon. In McKinnon, yes, McKinnon. <laughs> and it was like they started to do it, and they're like, oh, it's going to take way too long. No way we're doing this. And like they just stopped. And if speed was the same, like uniform, 99, but their stride was a little bit different, maybe McKinnon is a little bit faster right off the rip. You know, maybe the way they shoot, the way they shoot, you never, you know what I mean? Matthews, man, like if they had custom shots, like, and same thing with goaltenders. If you mimicked, if you had a goalie that went it, there's no way they could afford this or the time that it would require. If you went in and you took a motion capture guy and you actually just watched each goaltender in a stance and gave them their actual stance, that is where we would actually find differences about goaltenders that we could use. And like, because as it stands right now, it's like whoever's biggest, whoever's fastest. It's the exact same. We need a batting stance guy like an MLB, the guy that's that's famous on YouTube and, and Twitter. That's the thing about baseball. It's it's such a sport where you can you can remember like Julio Franco was oh, holding the yeah, bat. Yeah. You know, everyone's got their own. Like a duck. It, it, it's like, such a it's like one of the unique things in baseball that they have going for them. Custom, my What were you gonna say? Oh, I was about to say, does every player, like most players in MLB, the show have the unique batting stance, right? Everyone, almost all of them. Every almost like, all of them. Thousands. Okay, so. Why can't that, like, I mean, I, I know the, like, like, but people do shoot differently in the league. Like, people oh, do yeah. have unique I, things, so, like, why? I would think, my guess is it's, it all comes back to, like, the sport. It's much more difficult to create motion capture for a hockey game than any other Because there's all the animations that branch off. Because, of yeah, because yeah. you're, A, yeah. you're not on your feet, you're on skates, you have a stick, right? And then the, the way, you're using your stick in, like, all three zones of your body, like, up high, like, and... So everything's involved in in baseball. It's really like the way you start your swing and then how fast it comes through. But like it would take a long time to probably hey, don't to underestimate the Internet. OK, there's there's a guy out there in the NBA. He'll, he'll imitate the way like LeBron like dribbles oh, and yeah, dunks and, he, and he'll, he'll put on the jersey and he's like social media famous for right now. I guarantee there's some kid out there in Saskatchewan can't up there and on like somewhere in Canada and he knows how to dance around like Patrick Kane does because Patrick Kane's got a distinctive stride did, you know like they, they all market, have different ways of skating didn't they market custom shots like in NHL 20 oh yeah no, no 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 22 they really did with no 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 the one the year Matthews. was a back of a box feature like it oh, was okay I, I, I want to say it was Matthew's first year because he had he had his like the toe drag shot no 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 that was his x-factor I'm talking about his first year on NHL 20 there was one year where it was like 15 of the most popular shots like Ovechkin oh, had yeah, one yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't know but when you go and look dude like they just I want Danny Heatley like <laughs> just we're just way <laughs> up with the glass Danny Heatley you you guys know that that meme where he's waiting <laughs> he's for the one timer <laughs> in the corner and he can, there's no way he could get his shot off what was it? oh man yeah I, I would love to see that <laughs> I would love that added to the game like because I think that's what makes it different we we just said like everyone complains of it's like dude it's whoever's fastest and biggest it's like it's not my fault or our fault like that's all that there is if you took the right. picture away that is all that there is that is all that differentiates patrick kane from zeo chara if you showed our wives the game they'd all think it's the same oh yeah <laughs> easily, <laughs> easily dude like it's, you know, who's that okay it's it's patrick kane okay well who's that oh it's zeo chara i don't know the my, my wife's <laughs> always the first person that brings me back down to earth every single time there's a new game because i'm like always excited oh, she's dude, always like well what she's always like well what's new in the game i'm like well they added some new animations uh you could kind of you know and then she uh i think one of the first couple years we were dating this is like almost 10 years ago 
they added goalie fights to the game. It was like 11 oh, or 12, dude. right? And she's like, do they still have goalie fights in the game? And I'm like, I, I don't really know. You don't really see them that much. <laughs> dude, it's so funny because like back then when online was like secondary, the offline stuff, like the all-star shootout challenge and all that, like everyone's like, dude, why isn't that in the game now? It's because no one put like the, the, the amount of the player base that would actually care if they put that in the game is so minuscule, but it sucks because that would be awesome. Like... Mm-hmm. Broken glass will be reinvented for the third time, maybe. Okay, throw in the Zamboni challenge. Remember on NHL 2K when you have to hurry up and clean the ice as fast <laughs> yeah, as you could? I could never win that achievement. It took me like three months, and I finally did it. I was like, let's go. It was oh, so sweaty. <laughs> Dude. All right, well, all right. So let's talk about uh, our predictions for NHL 23 as we wrap up today's episode. Uh, let's start with the non-game changer. So you've seen you all you basically have, Padre, is the is the uh, feedback from the community and what you've seen, what do you, and you've played the game since the last 20 years. What's your expectations for 23? Will it be good? The same? Will people hate it quicker? Give me, give me your, give me your thoughts and predictions for 23. I think it'll be similar to 22. I, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of us, if you're listening to this, you're all going to buy it. You're all going to, Oh, play we all it. have an addiction. Yeah. And, we don't judge. And if you're, <laughs> and if you're listening to the pod, you're like, you're going to play it it's it's going to be probably pretty similar with some tweets. I think it's like a big, big tuner is what I look at it yes. like. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm not going to like crap on them about it. Like I get it. COVID threw a wrench in a lot of things. I'm hoping next year, like you guys are saying, you're thinking it's going to be the best year in a while. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I mean, from what I've seen, I, like, I only played one period last year and I only played one period this year. I don't like to get all worked up over the beginning of the thing because there's always like a, a tuner or two in the beginning of the year. And then... You, you get a game for like three months and you kind of know what it is. So I'm not going to get too worked up over anything I mean, right now. It, it's funny before we get Kaz to get your thoughts, like man, even talking to some of the developers, they're just like, man, 24 is going to be a banger. Like you get those vibes. <laughs> like they won't say it that like 23 is like whatever, but it's like I've had conversations where they're like, God, 24 is going to be awesome. Like they're just so excited about something that they're going to be able to get in the game. And uh, like, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, it's going to be very similar. Kaz, what do you think? I think it's going to be fun. All right. I mean, use the word fun. You're biased. Um, you're super biased because you're jacked up about creating content. I, I know. I, I think it's going to be fun because it, it has the chance to be a complete disaster, right? Oh, that's, crossplay, yes, that would be fun. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. If, if crossplay doesn't work, it could be awful, right? If, if there's like desyncs in the game, like looping, whatever, it could be awful. If it works and, and the games are high scoring, it, it has a chance just to be fun. You can enjoy yeah. it. So I, I think. I'm optimistic, uh, realistically optimistic. Optimistic. So I'm going to say like a 7 out of 10. Uh, glitchy game, high scoring. I, I think we'll enjoy it for those reasons. You just want to see disasters so you can make your memes on Twitter. That's all it's about. You are the Dude, best I... Twitter follow, by the way. If anyone's not following Keso Baguni on Twitter, anytime there's a banger issue with 23, you'll get a good pop culture. Dude, I, I really toe the line, and I'm waiting for the day. All right? I, I put out a meme. And then I go on Discord and I'm not in the Game Changer program Dude, anymore. Dude, Nash your craps on the game more than anyone DM else. from like Clappy or something. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sorry. You know, one of the developers saw one of the memes you put out there. And we just can't have you putting that <laughs> negative energy out there anymore. <laughs> one of my all-time most liked tweets ever was that ship that was stuck in the Suez Canal. Why was I thinking that the other <laughs> day? What was, was it? <laughs> It was like this is the only even even this ship couldn't stop cross ice passes in twenty one, <laughs> and it had like a thousand likes. Like, dude, nothing like a good meme about the NHL video game. But yeah, so what do you think? What are your expectations or predictions? God, man, they're low. Like <laughs> they are. <laughs> I I I do not want to be pessimistic in the sense that I'm just uh, angry about the game. This is my job, but I knew going into the year that cross console would come in. I have said this since cross console was even a thought a couple years ago that the year that cross console comes out will not be the best year because i know we know in the background castle like how much of their time it takes to get something like that in um Mm -hmm. everywhere else takes a hit and i do not think that what the launch of the game it's going to be fun because you know that in november crossplay is coming but if we don't for hut specifically and that's what we play the most right I am scared that the cycle is going to be the same. And man, if the cycle is the same in terms of rival squad battles, champs repeat for the four straight year, like there was some mention of rivals, something, something new with rivals, but it sounds a lot like hut rush. I don't know, but it was very, very minuscule. It was a very, like, it was like a sentence. 
Um, so we'll wait and see for the hut deep dive. But if it if that is the same cycle and there's no cross market, mm, twenty four needs to hurry up in that. In that what aspect. if the game? What if the gameplay is fun though? That's the, my question. If the gameplay is the same fun, cycle, if the gameplay is fun, then it couldn't be any worse for myself. Like I said, I had a really bad experience with twenty two. Um, I say this a lot. Twenty one was probably my best game. I was one went away from qualifying for GWC, and now I'm a meme. So in twenty two, I was awful, and that definitely put a damper on like how I played or how my experience of a 22 was, but because it was so random and I felt like the more times that you dominated the game, but didn't win, it happened more than any other game of NHL where you really felt like you should have won. And you were just waiting for some weird rush and a a flick up off of a skate into the net. Like it happened so much. And, um, but with 23, I think we're, we are going to see a lot more higher scoring. So I am, uh, I'm pessimistic. I, I think that, uh, Content, they're going to have to find a really fun way to make content a blast. And Hawk and Moose have done a very good job at that. So I, I will say that there is some hope there. But if the cycle is the same in Hockey Ultimate Team and Cross Console, dude, odds out of 10, Cross Console comes out and it doesn't have to be shut down. Like, I would say, I would say six out of 10 chance. I, I, or- I would say eight out of 10. Like, I don't see a way that they implement, they turn it, they hit the switch, they hit the button. And there is an immediate face-off looping or dashboarding, or it just your system explodes. Like <laughs> so that that's that's like best case scenario. Though, what if the, there could be a chance where it just wipes your hot team and there's no way to recover it or something. <laughs> like it I goes in. Only... <laughs> huh, when they added roster sharing, I think they were legitimately concerned about that because I don't think people realize how impactful rosters are. That if a roster is incorrect, like offline, it can brick your whole game. Like you will get an error immediately because like the rosters aren't working, but you know I I am I have been I've been the game changer the longest here out of me and Kesso, and I think that every year the optimism slowly dies a little bit, and oh, I've been sure. I think it's my fifth game now, and I hope though because it's my job right this is like, selfishly I want it to be good, I I do think gameplay is going to be different than twenty two which I'm excited about but we'll have to wait and see, guys uh, that is going to do it for episode forty two our first hut podcast with. Padre on board. We are uh, going to record our our Central Division preview on our real life hockey uh, podcast version of Coffee and Shell. That we've got to figure out a way to describe that. That isn't. We need some branding. We need we need to have a brand meeting. I think here we'll figure it out. We need, we'll, to, we need to bring in a consultant. Yeah, we need to figure it out. But guys, uh, let us know your thoughts on twenty three and and if you have any disagreements with us in the in the comments. We love to. Just argue with people on the internet. So make sure that you let us know where we're wrong or where we're right, because maybe that is the case. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. All the Twitters are down below. And uh, anything else, guys? That was fun. It reminded me of our old uh, Discords, the three of us during the, the I work actually days. did enjoy it. I did enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. So, all right, guys. We will see you uh, next episode for the uh, NHL Central Division preview. Have a good one. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.